Today on the news and why it matters, there's a whistleblower on the whistleblower. Yeah, we'll break it down Yay. for you. And uh, also, the Supreme Court is now going to allow families of Sandy Hook shooting victims to sue gunmaker Remington. What are the ramifications of that? Got a lot coming up, and it starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez. I feel like we should play uh, track The Boys Are Back in Town yeah. right now for this episode because yeah. yeah. The Boys Are Back in Town. Yes. We've got uh, Glenn Beck, Stu Bergier, and Jason Buttrell along for the ride today. Thank you guys for being here. Mm -hmm. I, I, again, I feel like it's been Well, years. we have been working on, I'm working on a book, the, the uh, arguing with socialists that we have to have done by Friday and turned into the publisher. And so that's been going crazy. And we're doing the special tomorrow, the uh, Democrats Hydra, which is so intensive. I've, I've had the think tank and my office just humming for the last <laughs> couple. And I'd go from one to another. Well, the think tank is the special. This one's the book and going back and forth. And we're hopefully going to be announcing something really cool on Monday um, as I go on the road on Monday, so wow. we've been busy. Yeah, very, very busy. Uh before we get into the conversation, we want to thank our sponsor, American Financing, who came to you, Glenn, uh, what, in, before the crash in 2008? Yeah, wanted me to do voicing for him, and I said I don't do mortgage companies because I don't believe in mortgage companies. I mean, I obviously use mortgage companies, <laughs> but I don't think that, you know, any of them are like, hey, golly, gee, we're going to take care of you. They're more like, we're going to take care of you, yes. Uh, and it's a family-owned and operated um, place. I told them, you know, when the crash happens, and they're like, no, we agree with you about the crash. It's going to happen because all of the banks are so greedy. Uh, I said, well, call me after the crash. I did. They weren't affected. Their customers weren't affected. And that's when I started doing commercials for them. So they will take care of you. Uh, and they will. And it'll be like this. Gee, we'll take <laughs> care of you. We got you covered coast to coast. It's American Financing. You can go to AmericanFinancing.net or you can call 800 906 Four zero. All right. A newly filed complaint to the intelligence community, Inspector General, says that the whistleblower, so Eric Charamella, right? Charamella. Thank you. Charamella. Uh, Eric By the Char way, we are offering, um, we're offering free advertising for any restaurant that, uh, any <laughs> Italian restaurant that offers like linguine charamella. <laughs> it's got to be a legitimate recipe, but we will advertise for you. Uh, so this, this new whistleblower allegation says that Eric Charamella uh, is accepting anonymous GoFundMe money and that that is in violation of, uh, of what, as Jason pointed out, just being in the intelligence community, you're not allowed to accept gifts. Yeah, that, that, right. I mean that's one of the one of the biggest things that can get your security clearance axed and yeah. get you not thrown in prison, but probably just kicked out of the intelligence community or with CIA or whoever you're working for. So that's what so that's what the complaint says. It says that uh, he's accepted donations from about six thousand oh, individuals, and also six thousand individuals. And also, what they're going to have to do now, since this was filed, is they're probably going to have to subpoena the GoFundMe and find out if they find one of those is not a U.S. citizen. Now he might go to prison for that one, actually. 
Really? Yeah. You, you, accepting. Wouldn't an, that be a strange turn of Accepting event? a <laughs> gift from outside the country. Well, he can't like be. Ukraine or something <laughs> like that. You know? He's not going to be able to, to, to figure out who's donating to him and their address on Well, it's Go not Fund really it. going to him, right? It's, no, his, it's, it's his, his law firm. Yes. And so they're going to... He's got, I'm sure he's got this a way around such this. It a, seems like a bizarre... A show. Well, that's what yeah. I told Jason uh, off-air. I just said, this one kind of just seems like a little tattletale. <laughs> well, I, like, I actually like this. Whoever yeah. this whistleblower is, I love you. Uh, because, I mean, here's a guy who is in the intelligence community as well. Who's like, wait a minute, hang on. He's raising money, half a million dollars. For what? He doesn't need defense, does he? Right, he's protected by the whistleblower statutes, right? Yeah, he's protected by everybody. They are actually scrubbing Facebook of all mentions of him. This guy's being erased from history. Eric Charamella <laughs> is his name. I like this is a weird trend, though. It almost sounds like a gang movie. This, like, whistleblower on whistleblower crime. Drive-by whistleblowing, something <laughs> yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Something coming near you. Yeah. <laughs> Glenn, what, are, um, what do you think is going to happen tomorrow with all of the, the impeachment hearings starting? The public impeachment hearings, I should say. I, if I were orchestrating this, <laughs> I, would, um, I would, as the Republicans... I would ask all of the questions that I'm not allowed to ask. So they're going to question, and then I'd say, great, may I ask you, Mr. Ambassador, can you tell me what was happening with this NGO and how much money did they get from USAID? Mm-hmm. Uh, out of order, you can't answer that question. Don't answer that question. I would just continue to ask all of the questions that they won't allow me to ask because somebody's got to show that this is... This truly is the closest America has ever come since the witch trials of the Inquisition. It's staged that this is a, what do they call it, a telephone trial? The old Soviet telephone trials? That it, they were show trials, but as it got tougher, the judge had a phone. by it, And at that time, Stalin could call, anybody could call and say, I'm telling you now. Stop the trial. He's guilty. Uh, you're guilty? Uh, case, case closed. That's what would happen. This is that situation for the first time that I've ever seen in America. Yeah, I mean, there's approximately a 0% chance he does not get impeached by this, right? It's just the Democrats doing a political thing. Um, I think what you'll get out of it tomorrow is a couple good moments, probably, for Democrats and a couple good moments for Republicans, and both will act as if the other sides didn't occur. You know, you come out and you talk about your positive things. They'll be able to they'll be able to get, you know, for example, there's testimony already of Taylor saying that this policy uh, towards Ukraine was improved by Donald Trump, that he actually sent, uh, you know, weapons that they desperately needed to protect them against the Russians. Um, That doesn't fit the narrative of CNN, which Obama had sent what previously blankets, blankets. They said blankets, but I mean, it was like basic aid, no military stuff. Um, But what's fascinating is The New York Times today did a whole piece on how the State Department, the Trump was blowing up the State Department's policies and how important military aid was to the Ukrainians so they could defend themselves against Russia. Well, if that's true, why wasn't the Obama administration giving them military aid? Gave them nothing but Band-Aids and blankets. Mm -hmm. It was Trump 
that came and came in and said, we're going to give you the javelin systems, which will kill all of their tanks. It was Trump that did that. And then Trump comes out and says, oh, by the way, internally, all these people are corrupt. I want nothing to do with them. They're all corrupt. That's when Rudy Giuliani comes to the table and says, uh, yes, they are. And have you seen what they're saying we've been doing to them? Mm. That's yeah. fascinating. Yeah. Um, one more thing on the show trial aspect of this, which is totally true. They've already interviewed all these people. They've already gone after them and asked them questions, and they've released transcripts of these things. Like this also, is we have the a, transcript of the phone call. Well, that's true too. <laughs> we don't need someone's opinion right. on you know what they think his, Donald Trump's intentions were, right? I, I would think not. But I mean, you have that, that backs up the evidence, right? But you have they've already asked them these questions. So now what they're doing is like they've got a script for their play. They all know how they're going to answer the questions. And now these people are going to walk out in front of the American people, have the same questions asked largely to them, and they're going to answer them the same way. And they're not going to answer, they're not going to ask the questions that, they, that didn't work out the first time. They're going to ask the ones that, they, that did work out the first time for them. I mean, how silly is this? You know, it is a ridiculous process. Now, that doesn't mean that the Republicans might not catch him in something. Um, you know, some, some different evidence comes out as possible. But this is largely for show. That's why I think that I don't, I'm not too sure if this goes to the Senate. I don't know if Nancy Pelosi even uh, green lights it to continue on because really? pretty much everything that they want that is the most damaging, it's already come out. That's why we're due to just, this is part two of a really bad first movie. We already know what's going to happen. It's like a Friday the 13th movie. But they're already on board saying they support the impeachment, right? Yeah. So well, I mean, all they have to do is cast the vote. They can go to their, their, their people and say, look, we got it done. You know, they can go to the AOCs of the world. We got them in But then when you think about all the bad things that will come out when it gets to the Senate, yeah. that's, then it's the other. That's, so is, it a, is there a possibility that Nancy Pelosi is playing this to squash the left side of the party? I mean, it's a dangerous a big game, gamble, yeah. big ga gamble. But look, you got Schiff, who's running this thing. You have the left, who's pounding it. All right, go, do it, do it. And we even passed it. You lost it in the Senate. I mean, is that? I don't think so. But mm -hmm. is that even possible? I wouldn't think so. Um, I'm kind of with you on that. It doesn't. It, it seems like a very big risk, and if it doesn't, like I, I think what it does, but it it also might add a little bit of credibility to why she all of a sudden reversed course, yeah. right? Because for a year she's like, no, we're not doing this. No, we're not doing this. No, we're not doing this. Oh, okay, we'll do it here, even though we have no evidence. She, I think she did that um, because of what we have up on the chalkboard, and more importantly, what we're going to show you tomorrow night. This is this is part of something much, much bigger. And Nancy Pelosi answers to those people. Well, let me ask you this, Glenn, while we're on the topic of the uh, the Democrats Hydra that you're doing tomorrow. Um, I, I have trouble understanding, you know how Adam Schiff came out and he said, yes, we should hear from the whistleblower. Yes, he should, you know, he mm -hmm. should testify. Yes, he should. And then all of a sudden he changed and said, no, we don't want him to testify. Do you remember he when that was? Five days after our first special. Five days after our first special. Not saying that that's what happened, but that's awfully coincidental because people on Capitol Hill, I talked to them that week, and they told me everyone's talking about this. Everyone's talking about this. So, yeah, we got to have the, he's absolutely right. Five days after our special, he says, this whistleblower is not important. We have another whistleblower. This one isn't important, and this one we don't need to know. Really? Mm -hmm. 
Mm. Uh, great reminder to all of you to make sure to tune in tomorrow night for the Democrats Hydra. It is again, it is Wednesday at eight Eastern, seven Central. You can use uh, promo code GB20 off to save $20 off of your annual subscription. Listen, we're telling we're telling you guys this. The mainstream media is not going to tell you. Yeah. Glenn's, Glenn's telling you. And let me ask you, let me ask you this. Um, is there any doubt in your mind, as w- the two of the guys who have vetted this, um, any doubt in your mind? We pulled a lot of stuff off the table because we want to make sure it's absolutely accurate. Any? Are we taking any chances at all? On everything we've laid out so far? Yeah. Or, no, not at all. Hydra. No, no, yeah. not at all. No, we have all of it. I, I talked <laughs> to a producer and I sent them the information without all of the clips and everything else we have. And they read it and they said, Glenn, you, ha- I mean, you, you have to have, ev-. and I said, oh, no, 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 I have, we have everything to back that up. You have the documents? Oh, we have the documents, not just from their companies or whatever, from them, from them. We have all of it. It's, Written in their own hand. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy <laughs> that these people wrote this stuff down, but they did. And already the uh, Congress and the media are already saying anything that happened uh, prior to 2017 is all discredited, uh, what do they call mm-hmm. it, uh, conspiracy, conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. It's not. A conspiracy theory is, hey, I wonder if this happened. That's a conspiracy theory. A conspiracy fact is one that shows the conspiracy with all the documentation. Mm-hmm. That's what we have. Mm. Well, we'll see what happens to uh, all of those untouchables in Washington tomorrow night. Back in a minute. We should, we should dump this conspiracy fact. The theory is, you're right, we shouldn't do it. Before we get back into the conversation, we want to thank our sponsor, Relief Factor. Which, you're coming off on two-year anniversary? Two-year anniversary of taking the Relief Factor. Take it three wow. times a day, and, and I feel fantastic because of it. Uh, let me tell you this. You know who's going to need a little inflammation relief uh, tomorrow night? George Soros. <laughs> I'm just saying. I could send you a pack of it. Uh, you might even want to take more than directed and then rub it all over your head because you're going to have a throbbing headache tomorrow. Relief Factor. It's a great way to get rid of your pain. Take it as directed. Works for 70% of the people who take it uh, for three weeks. So try their three-week quick start. And um, chances are you're going to be taking it like I do all the time because it works. ReliefFactor.com. So the Supreme Court is now has turned down a request from the gun industry that was intended to block a lawsuit from the families of the Sandy Hook victims. Uh, Yes. So just to kind of break down uh, the facts surrounding this case, obviously there was a federal there is a federal law that prohibits uh, people from holding gun manufacturers liable for, you know, people who are using it illegally to kill people, you know, malicious intent. They are not liable. You say obviously, but it seems less obvious right now. I, right, yeah, but, yeah but I, mean, I know. How do you sue a manufacturer for a product that worked as prescribed? Uh, that's what I don't get. I mean, I would sue if it didn't do what, you know, like right. if it I'm didn't I'm standing there and I'm trying to stop you as an aggressor. Yeah. Click, 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 click. Right. My family should sue you. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. it blows up in my face. My family should sue you. 
if the gun was being used by the individual as prescribed by the manufacturer, how can you? They yeah, have. You have to make it illegal, or you know, make the gun illegal. Then go well, ahead, try. Well, so so ju- so here's how they got around it. So it was the, of course, the Connecticut Supreme Court who ruled, uh, I believe it was four to three, that they could go forward with this lawsuit. The gun industry, as I said, repealed it. So their angle was uh, that Remington's advertisements for the AR promoted unethical and illegal use of the women uh, of of the weapon because. It cited multiple ads that depicted the gun not as a tool of home defense, hunting, or sport, but as a weapon of war meant to kill a large number of people in a small amount of time. They advertised the gun as a, quote, ultimate combat weapon system used by the armed forces in theaters of war. It <laughs> is. So that's true. So should mm-hmm. Remington lie? <laughs> I mean, it's used by the military in a theater of war. Mm-hmm. Are you in the theater of war or are you in a classroom? I mean, this is ridiculous. It's scary because they're going to get very, very creative with taking away your Second Amendment. Yeah, it's that Second Amendment thing's real pesky and hard to deal with because it's really hard to get rid of. I'm not going to touch it. The court system just said that you have a right to sue. And you know what? You should probably have some insurance. And that insurance will be absolutely unmanageable. The companies won't make it because they can't afford the lawsuits. It all stops and, and well, never touch the Second Amendment. And Stu, um, to Glenn's point, the managing director of litigation for Everytown, who is the one who is who's promoting this, this lawsuit, he said gun manufacturers throughout the country should be on notice that they'll need to answer for their reckless business practices in the courts. I mean, this is the thing. I mean, the case is completely ridiculous. We all realize you, you can't sue Ford if someone decides to run over a bunch of people at a street fair. Street fair. That's not the issue here. The reason why this is a big ruling is because the strategy is not to win these lawsuits. The strategy is to bring these lawsuits, dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of them. They will they will try to bankrupt. They will basically try to bankrupt the gun industry um, by just suing them and them having to deal with so many different lawsuits that they can't function anymore. And it'll put a lot, certainly a lot of smaller gun manufacturers out of business very quickly. So we're so tomorrow. We by the end of the special, we are tipping our hat on what we're going to show you in January. Um, and this is only, we're only waiting on this because we have actual American law enforcement involved. Um, and we are in on something that is happening. Uh, and so we're waiting for them. Um, but you will see the grand scheme that is happening by the end of the, the I'm not going to put your, your face in the water, but you'll be close enough to do it yourself so you can drink you will see how all of this is being done and why this is being done. Court system, justice system, the hydra is here. It is here. So uh, in regards to this particular case, does it surprise you at all that the Supreme Court just declined to Shocks review me. the ruling? Shocks me. I mean, I mean there's remember a this federal evil, law. evil right-wing cons- uh, conservative Supreme Court doesn't even take up how many votes? a case like this. How many votes to take it up? It was one. It was like four to three or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I believe that that's correct. There was one. Yeah, so just... Thank you, John Roberts. <laughs> uh, moving on to 2020, Deval Patrick, former Massachusetts governor, Unreal. is considering making a late run for the Democratic presidential nomination. Let's just start announcing people that aren't running. That's the only thing <laughs> we can do at this point. They, I mean, what is this? Why is this happening? Because look who they have out there right now. Yeah. I'd be tempted to. Why don't we just get somebody and put a blue dot over their face and say... 
hey, that unknown person's running for president. I bet that unknown person would win on the field that is left with the Democrats. Well, okay, and then you've got Michael Bloomberg, mm-hmm. who has I'm just... not fully convinced Bloomberg is running yet, are you? I, I mean, he's just he's such a scammer with this stuff. And all he had to do, he did file in Alabama to put himself on the ballot. But, I mean, if you think you're Michael Bloomberg, it's like, what's, what, how much do I have to spend to get myself on the ballot so I can delay this decision even further? Mm-hmm. Uh, the fr- I think Friday is the deadline yes, for, for New, New Hampshire. Hampshire. Mm-hmm. So that's a big one. But, again, you know, you know, Michael Bloomberg could get on that ballot for, what, you know, 100 grand? Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, you just you hire a bunch of volunteers, go around and collect signatures. He could do that in two days. Um, so he may continue to do this and stretch it out to see what happens. If Biden starts losing, maybe he starts getting more aggressive. You had a good off-air observation today that you thought Biden and Bloomberg would be a good ticket. Yeah, well, I mean, a terrible ticket, let's be clear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one, that could, one that would excite the, the Democrat progressives. There's a strategic advantage really? of Bloomberg being on the ticket, which is he can spend $50 billion on the campaign. <laughs> um, you know, you can't get unlimited donations from other people, but you can spend whatever you want on your campaign. Now, I think there's a case to be made, too. If I'm a Democrat... I'm going up against Donald Trump, who has nearly unlimited resources. Uh, you look, we're putting Michael Bloomberg on the ticket. He's been a successful mayor. He's, he's good on this, 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 and this. He's led the way on gun control and all these things. Um, and in addition to that, he's going to be able to have us, give us the resources we need to compete with the evil billionaires that are going to try to shut us down. Uh, you know, Donald Trump's got all this money. The only time this has ever really been attempted was uh, the libertarians tried it uh, back in, I want to say it was 1980, um, and their, their um, uh, presidential candidate was Clark, I believe, Ed Clark, um, but their uh, vice presidential candidate was one of the Koch brothers, mm. and they brought them on with unli- so he could spend and spend and spend, and it was, other than this last election where Gary Johnson did relatively well for libertarians, it was the highest amount of votes they've ever had their entire party's history. Um, you know, it didn't make them win, but it does, you know, if you can open up the floodgates and like imagine Biden coming out and saying, who's a terrible fundraiser, by the way, Biden's bad at fundraising. He needs, he needs help. Him coming out and saying, look, we've decided not to take any donations from anyone. Mike's got it, you know, and uh, put him on the ticket and And we're going to go for it. Can you imagine, I mean, from this diverse party? That you end up with two old white guys yeah. and one's a billionaire. It's going to be tough I to mean, do. Yes, it's going to be a tough sell. That's my tough Actually, I can sense. imagine. I can't. You think that's a tough sell? I, I, I think there are a lot of talk, but yeah. when it comes down to it, they don't actually care about all I mean, of they're going to vote for whoever the Democrat is anyway, right? I mean, you know, I think Bloomberg would be a tough sell with Biden in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, Tulsi is absolutely going for either vice president or, um, a, you know, a cabinet. I, I think he, I think she wants to be secretary of defense. I, if there is one person in the country I would want to watch this special tomorrow and be able to monitor it, it would be Tulsi Gabbard. Mm. Because I think Tulsi, I, I've read a lot of things that Tulsi's been saying lately, and I'm like, I think she either knows a lot of this or suspects this. And I think she'd be against all of this stuff. I, I really think that if we could get a, a Democrat like Tulsi mm-hmm. to say, uh, yeah, this should stop, the whole, the whole climate would change. Whole climate would change. She's up in the polls, too. Yeah. yeah. Hillary it, tried to destroy her. Hillary, Hillary is yeah. only Reverse. good at wrecking her own campaign. Yes. <laughs> Which I guess we'll find out uh, on Friday. If, if she's actually going to put her hat into the ring, which I don't believe she is. Do we trust any of the polls right now? I'm just like, like everyone's saying how awful these candidates are. We have socialists and then we have Biden, which no one seems to like anyway, but he's the only one that's not crazy. But every single time you look at a poll, they're all beating Trump in the polls. Like, yeah, I, I mean, well, and, and uh, they just did a swing state poll of, um, uh, of uh, a bunch of the big swing states. And Trump was actually beating Warren, but losing to Biden. 
um, which is interesting because that was one is the top ranked pollster uh, out there. You know, this is it, so it was an interesting study. I, I think that any general election matchup at this point doesn't really get you that much information, no. uh, frankly. Um, but it it doesn't necessarily tell you who's going to win on the parties. I think it can only tell you which candidate on the left is going to you know compete a little bit better against Trump. Um, and it's something that I think you know the left is really looking at because their number one goal is to beat him at any costs. All right, back in a minute. I, I think right now people are like kind of dissatisfied as long as the economy holds. As we mentioned earlier, you don't want to miss it. Tomorrow night, 8, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, the Democrats' Hydra. Hail Hydra. The Democrats' Hydra. I can't wait. You guys would think that I would be in the know about all of this. I'm not, and I'm on the edge of my You're seat. You're getting the script tonight. I know. You're getting the script tonight. <laughs> What's crazy wait. is the attorney, Riaz, that said, don't worry about the whistleblower. One falls, two will rise. Zaid, yeah. Zaid. Yeah, Zaid. I mean, that's, that's amazing, because that's what... Hydra says. Wow. Yeah, it's wow. crazy. Do not miss it. Uh, also, go back to Blaze TV and rewatch the first two. You're going to probably want... There's a lot of information. going. There's a lot of dirty dealings going on. So go back to blazetv.com. Use uh, promo code GB20OFF for $20 off of your annual subscription. Overtime starts next. Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at blazetv.com. Before we get into overtime, we want to thank our sponsor, realestateagentsitrust.com, who I used recently. Uh, in my personal life, we're looking at maybe getting a, a new house a little bit closer to our son's school. And it really was exactly as Glenn promised that it would be. You go in, it takes you like two minutes, you enter in your personal information and your zip code, and a realtor calls you, like, I think it was within 10 minutes for me, and it was 8 o'clock at night. So I wasn't really expecting them to follow up until the next morning. Still got the phone call because, you know, apparently the good realtors work like all the time. So uh, it's a matchmaking service for you and a real estate agent. You don't have to do all of the, the homework and the Google reviews. And you don't have to sift through all of that because Glenn's company, Real Estate Agents I Trust, has already done it for you. So if you are looking to buy or sell your home, you got to go with the people who have already been vetted, who share your values, and who are going to, uh, they're going to know where you and your family are going to be safe, happy, and comfortable. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com. That is realestateagentsitrust.com. They can help you. Uh, so the Supreme Court heard arguments today on uh, DACA. And um, I, last I checked, as of the time of this taping, it was there wasn't really any kind of indication which way they were going to swing. Uh, it, apparently, it's anyway. probably yeah, it's probably going to so come down to um, John Roberts. A lot of people are saying, and um, you know, it's interesting because it's like, what kind of a precedent would this set if they said that President Trump was not allowed to nullify a previous executive order? from a previous president that was illegal right that he that, that obama <laughs> said i can't do this and i'm just gonna do it anyway yeah he said i can't do through executive order that's why i need the congressional uh, law passed right which is of course true he does need a law passed he just did it anyway for some reason the, the courts uh decided to uh just let it go on 
you know, when they, when they, when they, uh, when all these, um, you know, accusations were going up against it, that it should be reversed for being completely unconstitutional. They let it stay in effect. No problem. Let it stay in effect. Let it stay in effect. And finally, Trump gets in office and there's not really that much of a point anymore. He just reverses it. Well, uh, now that also gets blocked by the courts, but there they also let it stay in effect. Like, why? What do you wait? It's like it, they, every single benefit of the doubt always goes to the side of loosening these rules. And look, you know, I, you can find a lot of compelling cases from people who came over here at age two and they, they haven't done anything wrong. And I don't, it's not a compelling case for the parent who's also still here and we're supposed to say is able to remain. But it is a compelling case at some level for the child who had nothing to do with the decision at the time. That being said, there is a process you still, whether you think it's fair or just or right or wonderful, you still have to pass laws to get things done in this country. Uh, they, the Democrats don't seem to be restricted by that, and Republicans are. It's, it's ridiculous, and, and it's a bad sign for the Supreme Court if they don't overturn this. This is, seems to be like the most open and shut case for a judge to do. Yeah. And it really shows you the state of like, what, like, like how the court system works. I mean, rise earlier, that level. Oh, well, exactly. and earlier... We just talked about they declined to even review mm-hmm. the case that holds, you know, that allows people to sue the gun manufacturer for illegal use of the gun. And now we're talking about whether or not they're going to uphold Trump's bid to end DACA. I mean, not, it just seems unbelievable. They're not interpreting the law. They're not interpreting the Constitution mm-hmm. anymore. It's just a it, they've they've gotten into this ideological fight, you know, this political fight, which is exactly opposite of what the court system is supposed to be. And also, what does that say about the current state? If we don't know how this is going to go in the Supreme Court, what does that say about this conservative? Oh, my gosh, yeah. they're the going to overthrow everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you got three votes. Come on. You got three votes there. I mean, I, what is Kavanaugh going to do? I don't know. What is Roberts going to do? I don't know. I mean, how could you possibly have any idea that, you know, even if they do pass this thing, you know, five to three, the president of the United States, Donald Trump, is saying he's going to make a deal with Democrats to make it happen anyway. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, I, you know, like he's legitimately tweeting to Democrats, if this gets overturned, I'm going to make a deal with you. And it's like, OK, I, you know, I, it's hard to understand. Like, I, again, you can make the, the argument. Well, well let, let me let me read his tweet. Uh, oh, you have it? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I have it. I, so he said... It's a little incomprehensible, I felt. It, yeah, um, I think he, that's said, what saying. he said, many of the people in DACA, no longer very young, are far from, quote, angels. Some are very tough, hardened criminals. President Obama said he had no legal right to sign order, but would anyway. If Supreme Court remedies with overturn, a deal will be made with Dems for them to stay! Exclamation point. So they're not going to get kicked out anyway, which is why... <laughs> why are we even going why, why, through all of this? I mean, the process is important. <laughs> you know, DACA should not have been put in the way it was, and that needs to be overturned, yeah. whether it's right or wrong to do. But, I mean, it gets you a sense of, you know, people act like Donald Trump is the hardest guy in immigration. I, you know, that, no. that's not a conservative position to just, like, let all these people in that are illegal immigrants and give them citizenship. That was that comment was absolutely insane. I was like, you're winning on this argument as long as you're making it about like the rule of law. Yeah. If as long as you're making it along those lines, you're golden, and I think your your base is golden with you as well. Mm-hmm. But you just flipped that and said that the rule of law won't matter as long as I can make a good deal with you on, over over something. This is what's so ridiculous about the left right uh, right now. You don't have to fight him. Yeah. Literally, you can go right to him. Well, they, they are give you what they you are. Want. And on top of that, they're calling him racist for his comment about you know many of them are. Hardened criminals. Of course, it's uh, he, did he say many or some? What was he his said, actual word? He said. He said. I mean, some are very some. tough. He said many 
are far from, quote, angels. Okay. Some are very tough-hardened criminals. So, so there you go. I mean, obviously, of any group of people. Right. I'm like, so you're criminals. saying that <laughs> Hispanics, people who are, are brown, right, mm-hmm. because they call them brown people, people who are brown are all angels. Right. No, all no, innocent. That's your argument? We've uh, yeah. never committed a crime in our lives. Yes, uh, never, never. <laughs> I, the other thing that's kind of crazy about this is, of course, if they are hardened criminals, if you find one in the group that is, you can deport them for that reason mm-hmm. and not because of DACA. It's, like, it doesn't, it, like, none of this makes sense. It's just, it seems to be, I, I mean, I don't know what, you know, Trump presents himself as a super hardcore immigration guy. You know, look, you know, the DACA legalization is not a hardcore, you know, right wing viewpoint on that. I mean, it is the fact that he wants the process to be right makes him much better than Barack Obama on the issue. But it doesn't make him uh, a, a guy who is uh, super strong on immigration. Um, I think you can, you know, I mean, this is what people like Orrin Hatch and, you know, Lindsey Graham and John McCain before he died were, were pushing for a deal to make this DACA thing happen mm-hmm. legally. They're just opposing the process. And that seems to be where Trump is. Well, yeah. Was there ever an, uh, uh, any kind of explanation from Pelosi on why they're not bringing that forward and saying, OK, fine, we're just getting this done? Have they, have they ever said why? Well, um, you know, they, they, he, they did, he did offer to trade it at some point for something. He wanted, he wanted more. The, it was he the wall. It, right, it was the, that's right. It was the border wall. He wanted money for it. And then. So he was, so Trump was, so Trump was saying, I'm just going to veto it if it ever goes through. And, basically. well, and, and on that deal, he, he was willing to make a deal for money for the border wall that was like way less than he had originally yeah. asked for. Like it was just billion, a, yeah, yeah, it was a small portion of it. That but he, he had lost his, he had lost his negotiating position yeah. by that point. So he, if I'm remembering this right, like he, his basic point is you can have DACA. I'm fine with it, but give me my wall. Give me my other, give me my, you know, end of the visa lottery. Give me that sort of stuff that I've been asking for all this time. And Democrats are saying, we want DACA, but we don't want that. We don't want it so badly to give you that stuff. Right. Um, so whether that deal, it's, I mean, it's, you can argue, I think, uh, with some accuracy that Trump's not actually trying to give them a deal on this. Um, I think if you want to take a favorable kind of conservative uh, look at what Trump is doing, he's posturing as someone who's going to be very nice to people who did nothing wrong and that are here as children. But in reality, he's asking for so much he knows he's not going to get it. Um, and if he does get it, he's fine with it, right? Like, if you can give me the wall, you're going to give me all these things, great. But in reality, they're not going to give him those things. So DACA probably not going to happen under his administration. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> moving on to Hollywood, who is always tackling the greatest issues plaguing our country. Um, the new James Bond movie. Now, I have been told by my producer to warn all of you that this is potentially a spoiler, sort of spoiler-ish, I guess. So if you are concerned with being spoiled about uh, the upcoming James Bond sequel, No Time to Die, fast forward a little bit, just skip this part, mute it, whatever you need to do. Um, whenever we're done talking about this, I'll, I'll like go like this so that you, <laughs> you know to unmute it. I won't really do that. Um, but apparently, according to leaks, that uh, James Bond will have... So stupid. James Bond will have a wife who refuses to take his surname. <laughs> so James, Bond, I said they're tackling the greatest issues. <laughs> oh, you heard me. Mm-hmm. I warned you for this. Uh, Bond wakes up sleepy eyed and says, good morning, Mrs. Bond, to which she replies, don't you mean Miss Swan? She didn't even say Mrs. She just said Ms. Swan 
On top of that, a source close to production told the Daily Mail that the phrase, quote, Bond girl was banned from the set while filming. Oh, my gosh. Come on. I mean, James Bond was successful because it was uh, it was exempt from these dumb, like, you know, uh, woke rules. You know, uh-huh. it's, a, it's a place where guys go. Right. And they, they see James Bond, first of all, murdering people, which is also bad. Are you going to ban murders? Uh, he's killing people. Um, but like, you know, he's just hooking up with every girl at the bar and he's the man. And he always gets the, the hot chick. And, and let's be honest about it. I mean, I'm speaking for uh, for you here, Sarah, a little bit, but I would assume ladies probably like that James Bond is, you know, pretty good looking, and he's hooking up with all the hot girls, and yeah, like, we're good with that. yeah, right. Like, I mean, it's sort of a, it's a it's a stupid fantasy movie, right? I mean, so uh, I, I don't know why that you know this is the way of the world at this point. It's just embarrassing. Well, and they also, Jason, not only did they ban, did they ban the word, the term Bond girls, they also banned any plastic water bottles. Uh, on set. Oh, because if you're going to ban one, you might as well ban the bottles as well. I mean, come (laughs) on, people. Have you guys seen the the preview for the new Charlie's Angels movie? No. I think I may have seen it. It looks really bad, right? It looks awful. It looks like an entire movie of that one scene in um, (laughs) the last last Avengers Endgame where all of the females banded together and it was so the over the top yes it was so over the top it looks like just an entire movie they, see they should do the opposite of what they're doing where they're taking all these like lead males and change them to all female like ghostbusters and have charlie's angels be just a bunch of dudes yeah I like that'd that. be awesome that would be amazing <laughs> well and they could justify it by having the charlie is who's the boss that could be the girl that could be the chick Right, yeah, so then yes. you'd say like, "Well, look, the chicks in charge," because really, this is still these these chicks are victims of the patriarchy. They've got a they've got to answer to this man yep. who tells them what to do. Doesn't even bother showing up to tell them. He just calls them on the phone and orders them around. Yeah. yeah oh, maybe it is. Maybe it's, a, maybe it's a woman. I don't know. That would probably be the way that they remade it. Ah, uh, maybe it is. But the boss is a woman uh, now. Um, on the plastic bottle story, um, I'm going to butcher some of the details of this, but it's overtime, so I feel like I'm, I'm able to just kind of <laughs> work my way through the story and not really remember it exactly. But I think it was, I want to say it was Natalie Portman, but it was some actress, and for some reason I think she was tiny. Uh, that's, for some reason, the only thing in my head is that she was tiny, and I Natalie think it might have been Natalie Portman. She's only one who's She's tiny. Very tiny. She's one. very tiny. Um, and she was on a set, um, and it was some woke director who banned plastic bottles um, of water, and she, the, she wound up getting super sick because the water would just sit out and get, like, stuff in it because they just had cups. So it would be sitting out, and it would, like, get to that point where oh, it, no. it wound up screwing with her body, and she, like, got violently ill because they didn't have plastic bottles. What, what they should, should have done is do what Sarah does. She's got a water bottle that's larger than she is. It's gigantic. It's the size of a scuba tank. Yeah. <laughs> it seriously is. It looks so like big. when it's that big. It's so big, uh, and I use it. It doubles as, like, weights. So whenever I'm carrying, it has it has its own handle on the top because you can't carry. It's too cumbersome to carry it like this. So I, yeah, I'll show you too. I carry it like this, and I'm like, I feel like I'm kind of getting a workout right now, and I'm hydrating. Um, before we go, want to let everyone know in case you were worried about where to get your uh, gender inclusive Christmas sweater. Target has you covered. Um, I'm not kidding. They have a new gender-inclusive gingerbread long-sleeve sweater, and they made sure to, to put that. This is what kills me about this. Those of you who are watching, you can see it. Those of you who are listening on podcast, I'll t- I will tweet out this picture because this is what kills me. Who the hell needs to know that it's gender-inclusive? How's it like, any it's different? A, it's a freaking tell. gingerbread. Yeah. It's a cookie. 
It does, like, there's no gender. I mean, I yeah. get it, that there, but there's no gender there. But you, we wouldn't have known that this was supposed to be gender inclusive had you not put it on the name of the stupid sweater. Right. And, and now I, I don't want it. Well, now it's also the reason they're getting attention for it, though, right? Who would know? It's just a normal Christmas sweater. It's probably one they've been selling for the past five years as a normal yeah. one. Yeah. It's like, I know, it's gender inclusive. Right. I mean, it's kind of silly. How are, they, how are they making it gender inclusive there, though? It looks they, exactly the same. They've taken off the genitals. There were well, genitals on. <laughs> and, I mean, uh, normally you would have genitals you on tell. your gingerbread yeah, man. Right, exactly. <laughs> now, uh, I, and oh, I'm sorry, I just said man. Right, normally right, you would gosh. have genitals on your gingerbread, gingerbread person. It's not a person. It's it's a cookie. I never looked under the gingerbread <laughs> pants, so I never knew that. I never uh, knew. Yeah, that. right. We all know what happened. <laughs> stupid. Got it. All right, the whole world is stupid right now. By the way, Emma Watson, not Natalie Portman. Oh. Uh, Emma okay. Watson. It was on the uh, set of Noah. And it, be, it was stagnant water because uh, it would be it was out for all this time, and she got violently ill because of it. Wow, um, that makes total three, sense. She, yeah, it had been there for th- it was water that was out for three months. She didn't realize it, and she drank three it. Three months? Yeah. Uh, did she not realize when she took a sip of it? I don't know. I mean, maybe she did, but she got very sick when she did. So. Oh my gosh. And uh, that's why the movie sucks so badly. <laughs> the, the movie was all about uh, was it climate change or whatever instead of like a god thing. Wasn't no, it, well, no like it, was a, it was a it was a god thing though. Um, it was not. I Glenn saw it. I remember early on and, and did not like it. it. Was I remember rock people were yes there was like rock monsters and it, it was bad. It was. Uh, Different than Rock Lobsters, which is a totally different movie. I will make sure to uh, not catch that movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yesterday's poll, should the U.S. decriminalize all drugs? er, Sorry, 78% of you said no. 22% said yes. Eh, That's not surprising. Actually, I'm kind of surprised 22% said yes. Yeah, it actually seems a little high. Yeah, it seems high. For our audience, I would say. You know, it it depends on what you're doing, right? We talked about yesterday being, it should be probably a state thing. Mm -hmm. States should be able to make their own decisions on what is legal and what is not. Yeah. But I struggle with that with my kind of pseudo libertarian, right? Like yep. it, you want to be like, yeah, we should just decriminalize all of it. But yeah. then it's I'm fine with decriminalizing like slope of right, like like humanity. things that grow, you know, I'm fine with that. But then the things you're manufacturing in these weird labs, you know, that's well, now I know like what Jason's line. into. <laughs> I didn't say I was into it. I'm just drug tested here. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to submit a request for a drug cut, test. Cut. <laughs> Today's poll: Who should be the Republican presidential candidate in 2024? Oh, geez. Can we just get past 2020 first? Oh yeah. I, I can't Do even fathom. Uh, Don Jr. <laughs> Don Jr., Nikki Haley, or someone else. Those are your options. Nikki Haley. You could just put Nikki Haley with no other option. I'd go someone else, I think. You know, I mean, Nikki might be great, but uh, I think if I had the option of all other people, I would take someone else probably. There's probably I'd take Mike Lee. There you go. I'll take Mike Lee. Yeah. I, I mean, I, on policy, yeah, I just don't think he would ever be able to win. I don't know. I, they need I something mean, I, else at this point. You know, I, I, you know, Haley is interesting in that she has never really been in that moment where she's had to... Like, you know, no one sees what you're doing at the U.N. And, like, she's had a couple yeah. speeches people like. I mean, I, I'd have to see more, of, really, honestly, of Haley. We're supposed to have her on, by the way, the podcast uh, with Glenn. She had a very good track record uh, yep. when she was governor. She's good. So, um, I, mean, I would just like to tell you I'm a little bit triggered because what I'm hearing from you is, number one, you think all females look alike, which is why you said Natalie Portman when it was actually Emma Watson. Mm-hmm. And, number two, true. you just, you're... Ripping into Nikki Haley. For oh, no, is Nikki Haley the one that looks like Natalie Portman or Emma Watson? <laughs> you cracked the code right now, and that was the proof. <laughs> Let us know what you think. You can go to The Blaze's Twitter, at The Blaze. Gentlemen, thank you for being here. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks. <laughs> I mean, I think Haley's a good candidate, but like, I, I'm not like ready to like lock like, in my support and send donations. Yeah, let's, let's yeah. see what she's got to bring yeah. to the table. 
Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.